Okay, boys and girls, it's now time for Trexan Sci-Fi with the star of the show, the Geek Meister himself, Rico. Hi, folks. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Trex in Sci-Fi. This is show 734, 734 for July 7th, 2019. Yeah, happy, um, well, it was the 4th of July here in the U.S. a few days ago, so happy 4th to all those in the U.S. that are uh, listening, which I think is a lot of you. Most of the uh, downloads I get are from the U.S. I get I get a fair amount from Europe, a few from Asia, uh, and uh, even some, some South America, uh, Australia, a few, and uh, not much from, uh, what is it, Russia now? Is that what you call it? <laughs> it's not the Soviet Union. Although, who knows how much it tracks over there. I, I get some from China. But anyway, I don't know. I got off on that tangent. So today, uh, yeah, no show last week. Um, just had a lot of stuff going on, so we skipped last week. Uh, so it's been a couple weeks since I did one. Uh, the um, topic for today, the main topic I'm going to talk about uh, is comic books a little bit. Uh, nothing heavy. It's probably going to be a, a shorter show than normal. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that soon. Uh, my original idea, and I'm still going to do this sometime in the future, near future, I hope, but my original idea for today would be to, I was going to try to recruit my older son, Stephen, to join me uh, to talk about comics, because as I've said a few times recently, he's gotten into comic books pretty heavy um, over the last couple of years, and so that... Um, but that didn't work out. They're away for the weekend. I don't know why I tried to schedule that for, uh, or think I could do it for the holiday weekend. But his uh, wife, his family, his or her parents have a have a house uh, that's on a lake, uh, one of the Great Lakes actually. It's near, uh, and uh, so usually like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, even Labor Day, they'll go to that. Although they're currently in the midst of selling that house, it's a really great place. We've been out there a couple times, but. Um, so they typically will go out there for holidays. So they're not back yet, and I'm going to do a show. It's probably going to be a little shorter than normal, maybe only about a half hour or so. I'm going to talk about some of the recent things I've seen, like Spider-Man um, Far From Home. That's what it's subtitled, right? Uh, we had Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, that uh, We saw that a few days back, so we'll talk about that. No spoilers, but just kind of give you some general thoughts. And a few other things, Stranger Things um, Season 3 started up on Netflix a couple days ago, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Again, keep things spoiler-free. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into it here in a moment uh, on Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futurist of War. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's drink flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Oh. 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 
see it's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. See, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. So, how is everyone doing? Again, welcome to the show. I want to give a shout-out to my uh, Patreon folks. Uh, I had some uh, new activity there. Thank you for that. And I just want to always say thanks to those that support the podcast, hosting fees, um, other expenses that are associated with the show. Uh, if you'd like to do that, uh, you know, a dollar, two, or three, or whatever you can manage, you'd like to do that. If you listen to the show each week, it, it comes out mostly weekly. Uh, so you get about four shows a month. Uh, but if you'd like to donate, I, I do that for the shows that I listen to. Uh, and uh, that uh, you can do that over at patreon.com forward slash Trex and Sci-Fi. Uh, I also wanted to mention I'm going to be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con in approximately two weeks, a little less than two weeks. Well, two weeks from now, I'll actually be there. I'm going to stay through the whole weekend this time. So I will be posting some uh, exclusive pictures, maybe some little mini videos as best I can. Uh, from San Diego Comic-Con, some some stuff I'll put up on on the Patreon site, at least at first, before the, the rest of the audience gets to see it. Uh, I hope to to get some cool things to show you guys. Uh, I, I went to uh, San Diego last year for the first time, really enjoyed it, met up with Kenny. Uh, it, it's really a lot of fun, and I had avoided going to it so long because I, I was, frankly... I was worried that it would just be a madness. It would just be complete madhouse madness. And it's not really that bad. There's a lot of people, but it's well organized, well well done. I really, there was only a couple times um, that I've talked about before on the show where there was like just a massive amount of people inside in certain areas at a couple occasions, but mostly not. The uh, But it's, it's really fun. Uh, San Diego is a great town. Uh, even during July last summer, it really was beautiful weather. It wasn't super hot. I mean, it was warm, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think we were hitting 80 most of the days, but that's not too bad, truthfully, for the middle of July in the summer. You know, places down south, Florida, Texas, even here, you know, if you get into the 90s with a lot of humidity, San Diego doesn't really get that bad for humidity uh, because it's near the water and it's it's more in Southern uh, California. By the way, um, you know, uh, take care out there in California. You guys had some earthquakes this last week. Uh, I, I think the people that I know are fine, of course, and hopefully everybody is, but pretty crazy. A couple of pretty big earthquakes. Um, and uh, yeah, so that uh, be careful and uh, stay safe. So, but San Diego Comic-Con, yeah, I will be there. Uh, I'm going to be there the whole time. Uh, and I'm talking about this because I don't think I'm going to be recording another show until I get back after that. Next week, I'm going to try to have a guest cast. Maybe Mark, uh, I can recruit him for a show. But um, So I'll be there from Wednesday, which is preview night uh, in San Diego, through all the way through Sunday. I'm staying all the way through Sunday. Last year, I, I just uh, did through Saturday. Uh, flew back on Sunday, and and it kind of felt like you know I'm already out there. Well, stay the day. I got a pass. The the press pass gets me the whole of time, and uh, so what you know might as well stay one more day. It's just one more hotel night. Um, takes one takes me makes me have to take one more day off work, but I haven't taken much taken much time off work yet this year. So I take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Monday because I'll be flying back on Monday. You could, if you really pushed it, you could leave San Diego. <laughs> Comic-Con and um, 
you could fly out that evening. A lot of people do that. I feel like Monday will be much more comfortable. Get a good sleep and then and then come back home. Uh, the other thing that's better about doing it that way is that way I don't need to bother and worry about my luggage and all that junk um, at the uh, at the time of. Uh, you know, when it, when I'm there at the last day, like if I was flying Sunday, I would have to like check out of the hotel, go to the con. I could leave the luggage at the hotel in some kind of checked area, which I've done before, and then, and then fly back. But anyway, easier to come back the last or the next day on Monday. So uh, yeah, if anyone ha- happens to, I know Kenny, I'm going to see, uh, but anybody else who's listening, who's going to be going to San Diego Comic Con, please uh, shoot me an email, treksf at gmail.com, treksf at gmail.com, and maybe we can meet up. I uh, I, I ran into um, a couple of people that I know out there uh, last year, and uh, I hope to do that again. So uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I really need a break. I, I, I was telling Kenny on a text I said, you know, I'm looking forward to the to a vacation and going to San Diego Comic Con. He's like, well, it's not much of a vacation. I'm like, well, it, it is. It's tiring. No, you know, it is um, a lot of walking. Uh, you you by the end of each day, you're you're exhausted. But I recover pretty well, and um, the next days, you know, uh, I was ready to go at it again. I'm going to try to dress up and cosplay a bit more this year. I've said that a couple times recently. Uh, that's my plan and hope. I'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. I'm changing, I think, maybe a few ideas. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to try to do that. Maybe wear some new things. Maybe wear some things I've worn before to conventions. But um, the, the, the hardest part about cons and, and cosplaying is is just the, the, the it's very warm to wear, especially the kind of costumes I typically seem to wear. You know, I, I the the women that get to wear you know uh, very very small uh, costumes. You know, I, I you know hats off to you for for that. Uh, but but also it's a lot cooler too. Although a lot of them, that's not all of them. I mean, a lot of them last year. Geez, some of the some of the cosplayers are are just incredible and in and the, in the kind of you know bulk and and. and you know things that they wear are just like both amazing looking and, and just I, I don't know how they survive and not just pass out i think i mentioned before kenny and his brother and i think some other friends do teenage mutant ninja turtles and those costumes uh, they're fantastic they look great but man they those things you must just sweat within seconds of putting that out, those things on so um all right so enough about that uh, I, I, of course once i get back uh, there won't be a show that week of Comic Con. Uh, the uh, so next week a guest cast, uh, and then in two weeks I'll be at Comic Con. So no show that week, but the week after that I'll be doing, a, of course, a video rundown with some music videos from the convention. Hopefully, um, have time to put that stuff together for all of you. Yeah, I it's really going to be fun, and it's going to be a nice mental break from work, which I need. So uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, let's talk about Spider Man Far From Home. Saw it on what? When do we see it? July third. Went with uh, my my oldest son Stephen, his wife Marcy. Lynn watched a little Bryson, our our grandchild, uh, their son, and uh, the three of us went off to see Spider Man: Far From Home. Uh, really fun movie, uh, and uh, very much picks up after what happened in Endgame. So, do not you know? I mean, you can, but you really don't want to see this movie because there's a lot of things that that. Um, uh, take off, take off after Endgame. I mean, it really is a continuation, in a way. I mean, it just pretty much focuses on Spider-Man, but 
there this it picks up after Endgame. So there, I mean, you've heard that I think in the media and and all. So it's um, yeah. I think most people. I mean, I I know Joe from uh, Star Wars Stacks. Uh, I know some people only see like some of the Marvel movies, but uh, there's a lot of connections between them, especially what they've done in the last few movies. So I, I think uh, I think you might as well go all in and watch them all if you're really watching them because you'll get more out of it and more enjoyment. But yeah, it was a good movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. I'll have to say, though, that I was... I, I don't know. I think I liked Homecoming a bit better uh, in, in a way. Um, I, I just... Uh, I, I can't say too much more without spoiling things. I, I mean, I enjoyed them both. They look amazing. Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. I mean, I still kind of have a, a, a soft spot for Tobey Maguire. I, I thought Toby did a great job in his Spider-Man movies, except for maybe number three, which was not really him, but it was just a, a weak story and a, not, not as strong as the first two by far. But um and Andrew Garfield was okay, although although I still think uh, I enjoyed Toby better. And Tom Holland, really, he fits the part for a very young Spider-Man. They're doing some things with his character in this movie that I, I liked uh, seeing them do. Uh, he's moving to show off Peter's science side a bit more. That's not, I don't think, too much of a spoiler. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Um, but again, I, I think maybe I liked Homecoming better uh, a little bit. I, I'll definitely go see this again. Um, it looks great again. And uh, the other thing that I, that I thought Far From Home was kind of nice is that I think they involved um, some of the other characters a bit more, uh, which was good. Um, you know, his, his Aunt May and, and uh, uh, you can see from the uh, trailers that, that Tony Stark's assistant, Happy, uh, played by John Favreau, is, is in the movie. And uh, he does a good job. I like him. I think he's. Uh, it was good. Good idea to bring him into it, and yeah. So it's a. It's a. It's a good movie. Fun movie. If you see the trailers, uh, yeah, that's kind of what you're gonna get. You, you'll. You'll know what you're gonna get. Um, one little kind of thing about this is that um, the. Uh, I did see Avengers again. By the way, I saw Avengers Endgame. You know, they re-released it. I saw that last weekend. Was it just last weekend? Wow, seems like a long time ago. Saw it with my younger son Eric, who hadn't seen it yet, and I went to see it because he hadn't seen it was one reason but they also they added uh like seven minutes of stuff at the end of the movie and, and uh I, here's a little bit of a spoiler warning for the next minute or two i'm going to tell you what those scenes were uh real briefly uh, i don't think it's a huge spoiler but if that bothers you you know come back and i'll, I'll try to keep this for about we'll say about two minutes so You've been warned, uh, but um, so at the end of Endgame, originally in the release, there really wasn't any, uh, you know, credit scenes or anything like that. So, um, but um, in uh, Endgame, what they did, they added three things basically to the end of the movie. Uh, first, being in the most of the the end stuff that you see, is they did a tribute to Stan Lee. And I thought that was really nice. It was really sweet. They they kind of showed him on set for a lot of the Marvel cameos that he did over the years in the different Marvel movies. So you see different times and eras and some of the actors with him. Uh, so that was neat. That was most of what the post-credit uh, stuff was that they added to Endgame. The, the other two things that you saw, you see uh, a Hulk scene. Kind of before we see Hulk in, in Endgame, you see a little scene with Hulk. Uh, that's not fully rendered with the graphics and everything. It's a little, um, 
post-production has not been finished on it. But it gives you an idea of a little scene they were going to do where Hulk kind of rescues some people. Not a big deal. Not really impactful that much. Um, and then the final scene that they show you uh, is, is a direct uh, intro to Spider-Man Far From Home. And if you see Spider-Man Far From Home, the very beginning of the movie, uh, the first few minutes, uh, which is basically with um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, uh, that they, they put that at the end of Endgame in this post-credit thing that they added in. And that's also at the beginning of the Spider-Man movie. So if you see Spider-Man Far From Home, that's one thing you'll, you'll get to see anyway uh, that they put at the end of Endgame, which kind of, I, I, I guess, it, it seemed... It seemed a little weird to me, not really weird, but uh, with the fact that they just re-released this and showed us this, it, and then Spider-Man comes out literally just a few days later with that same scene, it seemed kind of like pretty odd to me to add it. You know, if, if Avengers Endgame had come out months and months ago, okay, all right, then yeah, but the way they did this, yeah, I, I kind of think that they should have had that little clip at the end of Endgame anyway. Uh, it wouldn't have really been a big deal, but I don't know. Maybe they had this in mind. Maybe they had, uh, uh, maybe they had this idea of a re-release, or, or more likely, I heard somebody comment on this, and I think this is more like it. They wanted end the game to kind of end, like they felt like that was the end of an era, so so they didn't want to put anything, tag anything on. So maybe, but now they've changed that anyway, right? And I think. I think it's coming out pretty soon on home video. Is it at the end of July or is it August? It's coming out like really quick, I thought. I think it is. I should look it up when I take a break here in a couple of moments. Um, but um, so, yeah, good movie, fun movie, Spider-Man Far From Home. There's a little info on Endgame and, and out of spoiler territory now for the end credit stuff that they put at Endgame. I didn't hear yet or whatever about the, if they did um, beat Avatar. You know, one of the ideas that they, uh, one of the things around town was, uh, or on the internet, you know, that's around town these days, uh, The is that they re-released it to make some more money so they could be the number one movie of all time and beat Avatar. I don't know if they managed to accomplish that yet. I think they only needed another $50 million, which is still, with a movie that's been out a few months, that's still a bit, really. I mean, there's a lot of movies that don't make that much, but... Um, uh, so yeah, okay. Let's wrap that up. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's uh, been going on with television. Uh, just a couple things really to point out. Uh, I um, let's see. I finished up season three of Riverdale. Not really sci-fi, but a crazy, goofy show, uh, and I, I do enjoy it. Uh, and uh, I've started in on. Um, I already think I said this before. Good Omens. Although I've only still watched the only the first episode. Uh, and, um, oh, the big thing that I want to talk about, which I won't spoil, but Stranger Things Season 3, man, that show is fun. Uh, I'm so glad it's back. Uh, only, I think, eight episodes, which, is that how many they did in one and two season? I know they weren't longer, like a 12 or 13 episode run, but, um, I know a bunch of people, it came out on the 4th of July on Netflix. I know a bunch of people that, that, that plowed through it, finished it pretty quickly, I have watched three episodes, which for me, that's actually pretty good. I've watched one um, each day since it came out. So I watched one on the 4th, the 5th, the 6th. Maybe watch one tonight. I might watch a movie or something. But um, yeah, very much enjoying it. I'll probably I'll probably finish it up this week. Uh, maybe watch you know another one for the, each night of the week. I've got only got, what, five left. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, I, d I don't want to completely plow through it, and I don't really binge. I don't watch. Rarely do I watch like a, a show more than one episode in a day of it, uh, even if a bunch of them just dropped on Netflix. I think once or twice I've watched a couple episodes. But um, but yeah, I, I just love the the retro feel. They get it so right. Uh, and, you know, the, the kids are back. Boy, they look quite a bit older. There's a the first between season one and two, they grew up a little bit. There's a bigger jump, it seems like, of the way they look. And these aren't really spoilers um, in, in season three. But it, it's certainly a, a, somewhat of a continuation of the story. And uh, again, that's probably all I'll say. But I, I just like the, uh, I just like the feel of the show so much. It has a very '80s Goonies kind of vibe. I, I, I will say, I think this season is probably because it's a continuation a bit. But it's just kind of getting right into things. And uh, man, it's pretty. This is not a show for kids, by the way. If you guys didn't know that already, I'm sure you probably did, but not for little kids. Teens, uh, middle school, middle school and up, probably okay. But uh, there's some pretty intense stuff in it, so just be warned about that. But I, I really like it. And, uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to probably, I think we're about 20 minutes in. Jeez, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a short break here, and then I, I will come back. We'll talk a bit about comics for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and that will probably take care of us for today here on Treks and Sci-Fi. Be right back. No. Just like, come on. <laughs> Pretend Jen, I'm not, like we're singing. I'm not singing. We're not. No, I'm not singing. We can record it. And you could say that right there, and that would be funny. I know. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm creating comedy. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to You're create comedy. Sing. Yes. Well, no, I'm trying to create comedy like right now. I know. That's, As we that's speak. funny. <laughs> that's funny. I'm helping you create comedy. This is Angela. <laughs> and this is Jen. We're from the Anomaly Podcast. You're listening to Rico on Treks and Sci-Fi. <laughs> All right, let's talk a bit about comics. Um, talk a little bit about what I've been reading, the state of things. Um, yeah, some just some general chat about that. Um, so comic books, as I've said many times, quite a few times, at least on the podcast, comics uh, besides Star Trek and Star Wars, uh, comics I've... Uh, been a big fan and reading them uh, most of my life uh, I think since high school I, I, I've said this before but if you didn't listen to past shows about comics one of my good friends Rob was the one that got me into them brought some books over one day uh, and I, I'd never read them really as a little little kid I think I read some Star Trek ones those old gold key books that kind of stuff uh, and a few select things here and there, but never a regular comic reader until he got me hooked on X-Men and Spider-Man, basically, were my two biggies at first. Uh, and that's why I, uh, probably still my two favorite things to read. Although there's, in recent years, I would say uh, Batman, uh, maybe Superman, Avengers, those have kind of taken over a little bit uh, for top stuff. X-Men's kind of had a rough time for uh, quite a while now although recently I think it's gotten a quite a bit more interesting and better and there's a big uh, event comic books do these events sometimes where they have um, big things happen like they just went through this whole thing in, in Marvel books called the War of the Realms which focused a lot on um, Thor and, and uh, those characters and Asgard 
but it involved all the uh, heroes, you know, all uh, the Avengers heavily in it, crossed over into a lot of the books. Um, just to just to give you an idea, like last night, let's see, I read um, I read Avengers, the most recent I- issue of Avengers. There's a new book that came out called Silver Surfer Black, uh, which is of course about the Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer, <laughs> Silver Surfer. Uh, and, uh, I've always kind of liked the Silver Surfer. I mean, I like him mostly when he shows up like in Fantastic Four, but, um, he's an interesting character and, and the story is, is, uh, this is written by Donnie Cates and, uh, who's a, he's a really good writer. Um, and I, I enjoy his, his work and the, um, the talk or the, you know, the thing that I've heard, and I think Donnie points it out in the back of the book is that Stan Lee's, uh, one of his, Stan Lee's favorite characters maybe, or was his favorite, was the Silver Surfer, which is interesting. Um, also read this Dynamite is is another publisher, uh, you know, Marvel and DC and the big ones. Um, there's a Red Sonja book uh, that I read, the first issue of it, uh, which has got some, it's a pretty good book. It's got some pretty good art. It, you know, I, I, I pick up some non-traditional books occasionally, like not DC and not Marvel, or Image. Image is the other big publisher, I would say. And in the um, Conan book, for example, the, there's two Conan books being written right now and, and printed by Marvel, which are really good. Especially, I believe, in in, in my opinion, almost Savage Sword of Conan is, is better uh, than the, the other Conan book. Uh, but um, they're both pretty good and both really well done art. And if you like Conan, uh, yeah, 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 oh, they're fantastic. I can't do the, I can't do Arnold today, uh, but these fantastic books, uh, and uh, so they're good. And I feel like I keep saying "and" a lot. It's one big sentence here. Let's stop that. I'm a better speaker than that. But the uh, the other books right now, a good one that I just came that just came out this week, and I'll I'll stick with the recent stuff, and I'll talk about a few other things too. But there's a new Lois Lane book that came out. I think it's going to be published monthly. Uh, I'll more on that in a moment or two. But anyway, it's a DC book, of course. But it's really good, and and it's sort of they're pulling in a little real world stuff and making some commentary on some things like. The current political climate a bit. I, I I hope that doesn't turn you off. I, I'm good with that if it doesn't dominate too hard in the book. You know, there, there's a delicate line or a delicate balance of bringing in real world stuff into comics. Sometimes it works well. Sometimes they pull it off, and sometimes they don't. But I really like that book. Uh, the first issue was great. The art is great. And so if you're into uh, Superman, Lois Lane, Superman does show up in the book too. Uh, but it's kind of focusing on Lois. It's a 12-issue miniseries or maxi-series. I don't know what you call it. Miniseries typically are like four or five, six issues. But anyway, 12-issue run it's supposed to be. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Superman, Batman have been good. Uh, I'm reading both Superman in Action and Batman in Detective Comics. Uh, Tom King still, I, I really love his stuff. And if you do want a good comic book podcast that reviews comics each week, I can't really recommend enough iFanboy, uh, I-F-A-N-B-O-Y.com. You can find them, of course, on iTunes or whatever your podcast catcher feed thing is. Uh, but they do a great job each week of um, reviewing the latest comics. I think they, I think their shows get released on the weekends, but they record them 
I think they typically record them just a couple days after new books come out. Like on f- new books usually come out on Wednesdays, uh, and they they record on Friday, that kind of thing. So check them out. They're a really good show and uh, do a good job of that. They've been at it for a long time too. But um, so uh, what else are some of my favorites these days? I mean, there's a new Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, there's a new Buffy book. That's the good one to point out. Um, new. Hang on one second. I'm gonna pause this. Yeah, this uh, this new Buffy book uh, is being done by. Um, one of the smaller publishers, Boom Studios. And the main reason I wanted to point out, a couple of reasons I wanted to point out. First, the, the art is, is, is really, really fantastic. Uh, it, it's, it's just amazing looking. It's really great. Uh, and I'm trying to find out all the details here. Um, it's written by Jordi Belair, who is great. It's illustrated by David Lopez. That's the artist. Uh, we have two dogs here right now, so I hear some barking. I don't know if that means someone's here, maybe to pick up my son to pick up. Uh, we're watching his dog while they were out at that island place, but um, but uh, they probably wouldn't be barking that much for them. But um, so anyway, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, the, the cool thing about this one, of course, it's being it's done very very well. Uh, the art and everything looks great. But the other good thing about this is it's. Um, they're basically sort of retelling Buffy in a way in comic book form and uh, really nice job so far. I think we're up to issue six and that's, um, that's what that's been about. I'm a little, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to see if here, if someone's here at the house, let me pause this. I'll go check. Well, I think we're okay. All right, so yeah, uh, Buffy, uh, that's um, really well done. Check it out if you're a Buffy fan. Some other things that I'm reading that I'm enjoying, there's a Catwoman book right now, which has been good. I I, I pick up new books, um, and then I read them for a few issues, two, three issues if they come out, and they're good, then I'll stick with them. If they're not, I drop them. Um, there's a Black Cat book that just started, uh, and I think it's a limited run too, but it's uh, from Marvel Black Cat, of course, was sort of like the, I'll call it the Catwoman to Spider-Man as, as Catwoman is to Batman, that kind of a character. And I wasn't really super, frankly, thrilled, frankly, frankly, super thrilled with the first issue. I might pick up issue two, but uh, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, the um, Justice League, of course, I'm reading. I read the the big two team-up books from each side, Marvel and DC, uh, Avengers for Marvel, and Justice League for DC. Uh, the Green Lantern book has been good. There's a Shazam book out there. Uh, if you enjoyed that movie, although the book, I don't know, it's 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 kind of losing me a little bit. And uh, what else? Let's see here, Fantastic Four is back. That that book is really good. I enjoy that a lot. X Men, of course. Sorry to mention Superman, Batman. A um, couple of other independent things. Oh, wait, I, I, I think I moved away from the mic, sorry. A couple other independents. Um, I already talked about Conan. Oh, there's a Captain Marvel book, if you enjoyed that movie. That book is pretty good, although it's probably on my questionable, like, do am I going to keep reading it? I probably, I think I'm reading maybe about 20, 20 or so books a month, approximately. The trouble with um, with this, and I, I'll talk about it, you know, now that... Um, 
some of the Marvel and some of the DC books, like Spider-Man, Batman for DC, uh, and, and a few others. Some of them publish twice a month, bi-monthly, if that's what it's called, which means, you know, two books. And these books are not inexpensive. You know, comics average cost these days is like three ninety nine for a book. Uh, so if you're, you know, just to read Batman in a month, that's, that's eight bucks right there. Uh, and, and, you know, comics are cool. Comics are great. I, I love them, but you read them in about 10 minutes approximately. So, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty expensive cost. You know, you can go see a movie for, uh, for two hours and, uh, your entertainment, you know, if you, if you divide entertainment by cost, comics are not a good bang for the buck, as they say, you, you can still buy a book like a regular paperback, for example, for like seven, eight bucks. Right. And I don't know, whatever it takes you hours and hours to read that book. Right. So it's, it's tricky, but of course these are illustrated, you know, in a way the, the, the best advice, if you really want to get into comics, there's two different, you know, a few different options. And then I think I'm going to wrap up the show. Uh, but, um, there's several things. Marvel has a has a app, has a service you can you can sign up for, and I'm, I think it's ten bucks a month. I think it's nine ninety nine. But Marvel, the cool thing about that one, if you don't care about reading the most recent books, basically, and my son has done it, uh, it it will it has pretty much every comic, but six months or older. I don't know how far back they go. I don't think they go back uh, all the way to the very beginning of runs, like to Spider-Man that started in the 60s. Maybe they do. I don't, I don't know. I, I keep thinking of trying it for a month or two to see. Uh, but um, So that's a cool service. You know, you just, you, you're just getting stuff only up to six months ago. But if you kind of dropped buying Marvel Comics and waited, you know, six months, you, you would be able to just keep reading for nine bucks, ten bucks a month. Which is about the cost of like two comics or so, and if so, if you read, you know, like I'm probably reading about maybe say ten Marvel comics, so that's a bargain. That's a good deal. I'm going to a comic shop right now that offers a discount, which a few places still do. A few comic shops do still offer discounts, so I get twenty five percent off my book. So a three ninety nine book is three bucks, and uh, that helps. That helps quite a bit. Um, and then there's a Comicsology app. Comicsology is an app that that allows you to read comics. Uh, they they don't have a huge selection for their monthly uh, service fee. You know, you can read all their read their stuff. I think it's only five bucks though. I'm trying it out now for a month because I do try to read a lot of the independent books out there, and and those are fun. And uh, Comicsology has a pretty good run of of that stuff. Uh, and if you just for five bucks a month. If you just if you read like two books, you, you know it's easily paid for itself. Even one book, um, one comic. Uh, other thing I wanted to mention that that I that I've always enjoyed doing uh, is comic um, comic books for years and years and years have this thing called previews that comes out. It's this big thick paper printed catalog that comes out once a month, and it previews stuff, comics and things for that are coming like three months away. Um, so like the recent one that I've been flipping through, uh, they're actually up to like Halloween stuff, believe it or not. Um, but, um, but anyway, that's a good source of info for you. Yeah. Sorry there. I got interrupted for a second or two. Uh, the, um, but yeah, previews is, is really cool. And uh, the last thing I wanted to mention is there are of course online places to buy comics. If you order way in advance, like use previews. 
Midtown Comics is a place I've been currently using, and my son is is exclusively exclusively using them now to buy his comics because you can get discounts. So there's a lot of ways to if you, if you're not someone who has maybe a comic shop nearby, or do, you know you don't want to. Uh, buy the regular weekly books that come out on Wednesday, which uh, at full price can be expensive. There are options to uh, buy them cheaper. Uh, the other biggie that people do, you know, have done for a long time is the trade paperback route, which is the you you buy these trades of comics, like usually five, six issues approximately, maybe 15 or so bucks, give or take a few dollars on Amazon. Uh, so, so a book that came out, say, it cost $4 an issue, you get six of those, uh, with a f- some extra stuff usually that would have been like $24 if you bought it normally you can get that down to about 15 if you buy a trade paperback the 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 hitch with it is is that typically when a run of comics is done you're probably going to wait a couple of months once the, that run is done before you get the trade paperback so you're a little delayed comics uh, in recent years through the movies and everything that have come out they've become a lot more um People are paying more attention to them, uh, and what I'm getting at is things like spoilers. Uh, the um, if that bothers you, like if something big, some big thing happens in comics, it'll show up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those kind of places. It, you know, if a, a character dies or something major happens, uh, it'll get kind of spoiled. Like the the biggie last summer that I remember um, that that. Uh, well, I got it and read it pretty quickly, so I didn't get spoiled on it. But there was the they were they were really um, leaning hard into that Batman. Sorry, yeah, Batman and Catwoman. Uh, Bruce Wayne had re- proposed, and and they were going to get married. And spoiler alert for a year later, they they ended up not getting married. But if you know that was kind of a big media thing that got all over the internet. If if you follow comic book sites, if you follow people who are into comics. Uh, you'll see that kind of stuff. And and The Walking Dead, for example, the comic book just ended its run. Uh, and I haven't read the comic. I read up to about the, the early 100s of issues in comics for, for Walking Dead, but kind of faded away from it. I've kind of gotten tired of the TV show because I feel like it's a lot of rinse and repeat. The show doesn't really progress, I don't feel, or the or the comic. Uh, they run into some bad people. They do some bad things, and they they. they they get out of it or solve it, and, and maybe some other people die, and then they do it again. Uh, but, um, but yeah, they just, uh, Robert Kirkman, who writes that book, it just kind of all of a sudden ended it, the comic. Uh, and uh, I don't think there was a lot of uh, buildup to that. He just decided to end it, and some things happened, of course. I don't read it, but I did hear about what happened. Uh, but, um, yeah, you kind of keep those things in mind. But comics, I, I love them. And I've been so happy that that some of the comic book movies, most of the comic book movies, have been you know pretty good. Even the DC stuff, I, I, I you know I don't hate it. Am I happy that we got even Batman versus Superman? <laughs> kind of. I wish it wasn't that that movie. Um, I really didn't mind Justice League. I mean the Marvel movies, I, I, I of course love. Uh, just because I, I feel like they, they've had a plan and, and they've executed it well and done a good job on them. But um, DC, they just need to get their footing back, I think. And uh, and, and a couple last things. They're doing a, a Watchmen, uh, which is based on a, a comic. They're doing a Watchmen. Well, they did a movie, which was pretty good, actually. And uh, they're doing a TV series. What network is that going to be on? I think is it HBO or Amazon Prime? I forget. Too many streaming services. Crazy too many streaming services. 
Actually, I decided to, because I've only got one episode of the new Twilight Zone to watch left, I decided to take a break, and I canceled my CBS All Access for, well, it goes through, I think, the end of this month, but um, since we don't have Picard yet, we don't have new Star Trek Discovery, there's a couple of other shows on there that I kind of wanted to watch, but I, I need to drop something for a little while, so... Uh, and I've almost finished the Twilight Zone. I've got only got one episode left of that to watch, which has been pretty enjoyable. I, I've enjoyed it. So uh, tangent there a little bit. All right, folks, uh, I did say this was going to be a shorter show. We're about at 40 minutes. So I'm going to wrap this up. Hope you enjoyed this kind of quick rundown of my current comic reading. Uh, a few other hints and tips. If you know, uh, check it out, though. If you like this kind of stuff, you've never gotten into reading comics. Go to the comic shop. The guys are usually nice. If there's one in your area, they'll recommend things. You know, try some different things. You know, if you've got a character that you like, try their book, of course. Uh, but sometimes, you know, try something off the beaten path. And uh, I try to do that at least every month or two. Try something new or different. Download something. You can buy a lot of stuff on Amazon digitally through and and watch, read them on your like iPads or whatever. Um, and uh, that's a, that's a good way with. Uh, the, the, the thing about that, though, is is they'll, they'll still cost you pretty much cover price uh, digitally, just like paperback books. You know, you buy one um, on, for your Kindle or your iPad, it pretty much costs the same as a, a regular book. I've talked about that before. I, I, I wish it was just a dollar or something cheaper. You didn't have to actually print anything, and you're charging the same. I get it. I know why they're doing it. They don't want to drive booksellers out of business or, or comic book shops out of business, but... Um, one day, you know, I, I do still love, 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 and this is why I still go to the comic shop each week. I still love to have a comic in my hand and read it. I, I read a fair number of them digitally, uh, too, as well, but I don't still, I grew up reading them in, in paper form, and I still find that uh, the most satisfying. So uh, it's a little hard to manipulate sometimes digitally to read a book, uh, especially if somebody plays with the format, like turns the page sideways on you. That's easy to do if you're using a paper book. You can turn it and whatever, but it's trickier on your iPad and all that kind of stuff. So, all right, let's get out of here. Uh, next stop, uh, San Diego San Diego Comic Con for me. A guest spot hopefully next week for you guys. Uh, take care. Enjoy your summer. It's been pretty warm here in Michigan, although today is a little bit better, a little cooler. We're only going to be in the lower to mid-80s, I think. We've been pushing 90 with a huge amount of humidity, so... Uh, All right, everyone, uh, take care, uh, enjoy the, the summer, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.